Okay, good morning, good morning. Um, today's daf is daf nun tes. I'm going to go from the Mishnah towards the bottom of nun ches amud beis 58b. Um, today's shirs Ilunishmas ben Zion ben Zev Avram Halevi and also Rachel Baschaim Akohen. May their memory be a blessing and may the shir be an for their neshamas. Okay, so the Mishnah continues discussing measuring the Tchum. So it says, You're only allowed to have a Mumche measure. I, an expert surveyor, he had to have done the, the full course and received the certificate to be allowed to do the, to do the measurement. Then it says, What happens? What happens if someone you have Remember, they would generally, how they would, so before we do this line, it makes it more easier. They generally would measure, remember they're measuring the tchum along the faces of the city. So they would generally go, let's say on the north side to the two corners on the west and the east and measure 2,000 amas out. And then when they were measuring the east side, they would go to the two corners on the north and the east and measure 2,000 amas out. So what happens if, the points that they measure to don't turn out to be parallel. One's a bit further out than the other one. She so says, show me, or two, sorry, two different experts measure and one measures it to be a bit further than the other. So what do you do? Show me, you listen to the person who gave you extra, extra meters. The one who's further out, who gives you a bigger trum. Now this line sounds to, seems to be saying the exact same thing and the Gemara will discuss it, but it says, What happens if one was more and one was less? We listen to the one who's more. Now, now we just mentioned who do we listen to? Like what happens if someone says, I remember them saying this is where the Tchum was up to. So he says, and even um, a slave or a female slave who we generally don't trust in matters of halacha, you can rely on them to tell you they, if they say, this is where the trum of Shabbos goes up to. The rabbis only said this matter to go strict, not to go strict, but to go lenient. I Once the rabbis, we'll see more about this, once the rabbis set up the trum, they said... You can go in all discrepancies and halachas, you can go lenient. Now, just one interesting question. So what happens if an Eved tells you that the Tchum boundary goes up to point X and a Yore Shomayim, a huge Tzaddik, tells you that no, it doesn't go that far and he tells you where he remembers it. Do you give advantage to one over the other? So it seems from our Mishnah, no, you can always go lenient. It doesn't matter who tells you, whether they're an Eved, whether they're a... Great tzaddik, you can trust, you can just go by what they tell you again because you go lenient. So, now, what the Gemara is going to ask, the Mishnah didn't really make sense because the one point we mentioned was that if the, if the one said, if two people were measuring the Tchum and the one measured a bit further than the other, we said you go after the one who said the larger measurement. So the Gemara law. it implies that you can only go by the larger measurement, but not the smaller measurement. But that doesn't make sense. 
because included in the larger measurement is the smaller measurement. Again, we're at the top of Nuntes Amoralaf, we're discussing if two people measured the Tchum and they came out, one came out including more area, a larger amount, and the one came out smaller. But that doesn't make sense to say that you exclude the smaller one, because let's just say the one took you to um, nine, um, let's just say 1,900 Amos, and the other one took you to 2,000 Amos, which is what we're, what we're assuming, then obviously you can carry up until the mute. Why would it imply that you can't? So Emma, no, say as follows, you can even walk on Shabbos to the larger amount. I, again, you have two people who measured the Tchum, one took to place X, which is smaller, one measured the Tchum a bit further, you can carry even to the further, you not carry, you can walk even to the further amount. Then we said, what happens if one measured more and one measured less? It says, Is this not the line that we just said? The first, the, well, the one case in the Mishnah says, if the Ribbel Echod, he included, he measured all the way up to one place, and another person measured less, we listen to the one who measured further, and then it seems to say the exact same point. It says, You listen to the one who says further. So isn't it saying the exact same thing? So the Gemara explains, no, this is what it's saying. If one there was where the same person was measuring, but on the two different corners that he measured from. Again, let's assume on the north side, the one corner went, he measured a bit further than the other one, you go there. But here it's where you have two different people measuring, you listen to the one that's measured further. It says, and Abayah says, as long as he doesn't measure more than what would be the equivalent of the city as its diagonals. What does he mean by that? So, obviously we see that if you have a short, a small discrepancy, you have two people measuring, or one people measuring, and on the one corner he measured it this far, and on the other corner that far, when it's just a small discrepancy, a small difference between the measurements, We'll, we'll go by the further amount. We say in the one case he didn't pull the rope taut enough and that's why he ended up a bit short. That's the one possibility. The second possibility here is we want to justify it by saying it was a mistake. Obviously we don't want to say they were careless because then you have to disregard it and remeasure. We just want to say it was a mistake. So what sort of mistake could you attribute it? That he measured the diagonals wrong. Remember we learned how do you measure the... So you measure 2,000 Amos out on each of the faces of the city. And then you continue those lines till they meet at the corner. Which means if you go from the corner of the city and measure diagonally out, you actually get 2,800 Amos. Don't want to do the math now, but that's again, remember based on Pythagoras, so you've got, if you've got a square that's 2,000 at a right angle that the the two um, perpendicular lines are 2,000 amos by 2,000 amos. You go 2,000 squared plus 2,000 squared equals the diagonal um, equals the diagonal uh, squared. So that works out to be two, about basically the Gomorrah is rounding off, but 2,800 amos. So that's so that's now maybe the one person who measured 
made a mistake. He didn't measure 2008. He didn't measure 2000 Amos away from the city in the north and let's just say the west. He measured 2000 Amos from the corner. Now, if you have a diagonal of the square, 2000 Amos, how long are the sides of the square going to be? So that works out to be about approximately 1,415. Which means the difference between if he measured the diagonal is 2,000 amos or the perpendicular lines is 2,000 amos would be 585 amos. So he's saying up until 585 amos of discrepancy will say that's where they went. The one surveyor accidentally measured 2,000 amos from the corner as opposed to it being 2,800. But anything larger than that, then someone messed up badly and we'd have to remeasure. Okay, Shalom Omru. Then we mentioned another point of view. Shalom Omru Chachomim Esatov Lahachmir El Lahakil. But we learned in a price, Shalom Omru Chachomim Esatov Lahakil El Lahachmir. But rabbis, they didn't mention the thing to go lenient El Lahachmir. So Omru Avina. No, there where we said you're not allowed to go lenient, that's lenient regarding Torah. Aval, however, um, however, our mission is that Chumim Drabonim, Chumim only Drabonim. In other words, we're saying that when you have Isudoraisa, then you have to go strict. But here, the whole thing of Chumim is Drabonim. And therefore, all these extra details and points, you can go lenient on. Rashi says as follows. Let me just read Rashi. He says, He says, He says, when the Chachomim came and instituted the restrictions of Tchum, was to go stricter than the Torah. Because according to the Torah, there's nothing, there's no Isur Tchumim. The Inu Gazer and they made a Gzaira. Hilkach, once it's only a Gzaira Drabon, and as Linen Bahula Kula, the whole Tchumim Atzmon Midrabon, and the Tchum itself, just that you limited, is only Drabon. Okay, next Mishnah. Now, I'm first going to tell you what the Mishnah is discussing, and then we'll have an obvious question on it, and then we'll go into the Mishnah. But firstly, we take a break from Tchumim and we discuss um, Shitufei Maboy, um, joining Maboys or Chatseros in partnership. We've discussed this a little bit at the beginning of the Masechta, but it actually it's primarily discussed in coming up, Rokim. Remember, if you have two Chatseros next to each other that open from one into the other, you're not allowed to carry unless they joined together in an Eruv, that's Eruv Chatzeros. Well, let's say you have two alleys that you want to be able to carry from one to the other. You have to make a Shitufei Mabos, you have to join them in a Mabui. And then you can carry from the different Chatzeros and the different Mabois to each other. So that's, um, this is, th that's what this mission is based on. And obviously this can be extended to include an entire city. That's what our mission is going to have. When can you make an Eruv around the entire city? Many different streets included in a Shitufei Mabos. Are you basically, instead of joining just two side alleys together, you're joining the whole city into one large Kotzer, let's call it that. Now, Chazal in some cases were concerned that people will get confused between when you're allowed to have an Eruv and they'll forget the laws of Rishus Arabim and in other in scenarios where there isn't an Eruv, be careless and carry there. So therefore... Um, 
Yeah, so, so because of that concern that people would forget the concept of a Rishus Harabim, they said this would only be in a city which is actually a Rishus Harabim, in a city which meets the criteria of a Rishus Harabim. Now, so therefore, we're going to see in our Mishnah a distinction between an Irshel Yochid and an Irshel Rabim. Let's call it a private city, a city of an individual and a city of the public. I'll discuss that, what that is shortly. But just before going further, what have we been discussing in this parak up to here? Eruvei Tchumim, the Shabbos boundary around the city. How, do you, how far you can walk, um, where is the boundary, how do you measure the Tchum. That's what we've been discussing, the Eruvei Tchumim. And all of a sudden we jump in and we're discussing Eruv Chatseros. Or Eruv Shitufe uh, Mavos, making an Eruv around the city, that seems very, uh, that seems, uh, seems to be a bit uh, off track. Yeah, so one, uh, one explanation of why this Mishnah is here, even though up until here we've been discussing Eruv Tchumim and now we're discussing. Uh, was it here? So because the previous Mishnah mentioned that you can rely on anyone to remember where the Tchum was up to. The Mishnah said a slave can tell you, I remember this is where they measured the Tchum. A Shifra can tell you, you can rely on anyone. You rel- but again, you're relying on people's memory. So too in this Mishnah we're going to see, you rely on what people remembered. Not necessarily what the city is now, you rely on what they remembered the city to be. And that could be why this mission is brought here. Okay, I think it's a strong question why this mission is here, but that could be one answer. Now, I just mentioned in the previous one, so our mission is discussing making an Eruv around the whole city, and the Eruv distinguishes between an Irshel Yochid and an Irshel Rabim. So you have to ask the question, firstly, what makes something a Rishus Harabim, a public domain as opposed to a or a Carmelist, and therefore what would make it a city of the public? So there are three main approaches in the Rishonim. Rashi, which is the one we'll generally go by because that's the commentary we follow, but Rashi says a city which does not have 600,000 residents, or a road which wouldn't have 600,000 passing through it, is not considered a Rishus Harabim. That would be an Irshel Yochid, a city of individuals. If it does have 600,000 res- residents or a major market, they increase it that it has 600,000 people there basically every day, okay, then it would be an Irshel Rabim. And that would be how the city could change between an Irshel Yochid and an Irshel Rabim. Rabbi Lutam learns that a city whose streets are wider than 16 Amos, is it 50, uh, six, I think, yeah, 16 Amos, that's a Eruv, that's a city of Rabim, that has Rishus Rabim. If the, all the city streets are narrower than 16 Amas, then it's a Irshel Yochid. That's a, the symbol of learning Rabbi Nittam. And then it seems to be most Rishonim, or many, many other Rishonim, they learn, no, what is it? Any city is as Irshel Rabim, unless it's owned by an individual. If you basically have one, someone who built a city, and then he rents out the properties, then it's an Irshel Yochid. 
And there the reason is because everyone has limited rights in what they're allowed to use and where they're allowed to go and stuff because it really all belongs to this one person or this uh, company. Um, but, and what would be an Irshel Rabbim? Well, where different people own different parts of the city and no one can really say, I have more rights in that street than you because it's a public city, it's public space. Everyone would own it equally. So those are the three different ways of looking at or one, the primary criteria of what makes it an Irshel Rabin and an Irshel Yochid. Um, remember, even in an Irshel Rabin, there will be certain places like a Mabui, which is really not a Rishus Harabim, because remember the Rishus Harabim is only a main street, which is also 16 Amos wide and meets a few other criteria. So, back to our Mishnah. It says, Irshel Yochid Shel Rabim. If you had an ear of an individual and it was made into an Irshel Rabim, remember, we, so let's go according to Rashi. It was a town that we've previously had only 500,000 people staying there. And then they extended it and maybe put in some uh, fancy shopping centers. So now it was a town that had basically 600,000 people all the time. It says, Ma'arvin is cooler. You can make an Eruv around the whole city. Very similar. You see, you're treating it, as we'll see, an Irsha, a public city, you're not allowed, uh, Irsha Rabim, you're not allowed to make the Eruv around the whole city. We'll see why shortly, but here, since it was uh, Irsha Yochid, you can make the Eruv around the whole city. Vishal Rabim Benaz Ishal Yochid. And if it was a city of the Rabim, which is now a city of the Yochid, so it used to have 600,000 members, few of the they then made Aliyah or something, so now it's shrunk. Um, and it's a Irshel Yochid. You can't make an Eruv around the whole city. It says, no, what you have to do is leave out a section of the city. Let it make it its own Eruv. I, if you had a public city that was shrunk into a private city, you're still not allowed to make the Eruv around the whole city. You have to exclude a, a certain amount. How much? According to Rabbi Yehuda, 50 houses, 50 residents, like the size of Ir Chadasha, it's the name of a town in Yehuda. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, three courtyards with two houses in each, that's how much you have to exclude. But what do we see from here? If you have an Ir Shal Rabim, you have to exclude you're not allowed to make an Eruv around the whole city. You have to exclude part of that. What's the reason? Because if you make an Eruv around the whole city, this is as I mentioned in the introduction to this mission, if you make an Eruv around the whole city, then people are going to not know that there's limitations of where you can carry. And if they go to any other city, or if the Eruv is taken down for whatever reason, then they will think that they can carry from one area from their Mabui into the Rishus Arabim or something like that, which is problematic, which is forgetting about Rishus Arabim. As soon as you have an Irshul Rabim and you split it into different Eruvs, you have the one main Eruv around most of the city and this one small Eruv, well then people will know that they can't carry air everywhere and they'll remember the laws of Rishus Arabim. Okay, now, Heichidami Irshul Yochid Venazi Shul Rabim. What's an example of a city that was Shul Yochid and made into Shul Rabim? So, Amrav Yudak, the Konti Iskarta, the Reish Kulusa. He mentioned a very specific town. He said, like Iskarta, this town that used to belong to the Reish Kulusa. There it increased. So, Amrav Yudak, my timer. And now it says, why are you specifying this Irshul Yochid? Is it Ilayim Mishum, the Shrichi Gabe Harmania? Is it because you want to say that there are many, many people there and Midkari Adadi? 
and therefore they might remind each other, well, then so too on Shabbos morning you find many, many Jews and they'll remind each other. So this that we were lenient and said that if you had an individual, if you had an Irshel Yochid that expanded to an Irshel Rabbim, we said there you can make an Eruv around the whole city. Even though if initially it was an Irshel Rabbim, you'd have to leave out some of the city. If it starts off at Yochid and it increases, you only have to. Now maybe you want to think that that leniency is only by the sort of city like the Reish Galusa's city, where there's so many Jews that everyone will remind each other about the law of Rishus Arabim. He says that can't be, because basically every Jewish settlement, you find all the Jews gathered together on Shabbos morning. Why do they gather together Shabbos morning? So Rashi says, very interesting, Mishmar Drosha, to go hear the Drosha. He doesn't mention Shul or anything like that. He says that all Jews on Shabbos always gather together on Shabbos morning to hear the Drosha. So therefore, they would always remind each other about the Rishus HaRabim. So you can't say that that heter is only there. Ella Omar Abnachman Kogon Diskarta de Nitzuya. Like the town of Nitzuy. I, any, any town that was smaller and bigger, you can rely on this leniency that if it was a Irshel Yochid and then an Irshel Rabbim, you don't have to leave out any area. It was taught in a Brisa. If you had an Irshel Yochid and it was made into an Irshel Rabbim, how do you make this Eruv around it? I, how do you change, what, what the question seems to be is, how do you change the Rishus Harabim street, the main street which is an actual Rishus Harabim, into a Rishus Hayochid? What can you do to change it? So, what you can do is we're assuming that this main street runs through the whole town. That seems to be the standard makeup of the town is that they would have one main street running through the middle from one side of the wall to the other opposite side. That's the Rishush Harabim street. So how do you fix that? You put a lechi on either side or you put a koira. Remember a lechi is the little pillar you put next to the wall and a koira is the cross beam you put across the top and on either side and then it's Rishush Harabim, a Rishush HaYochid and you can carry there. Then it says, You're not allowed to make it into an Eruv in two halves. We'll see this in the Gemara, but the reason is because, remember, this is a city that was a Irshel Yochid and now it's a Irshel Rabbim. Now, where it, when it was a Shel Yochid, it was all made into one Eruv. It was one Eruv viewed as kind of one joint chotzer. Now, if you were to now make the Eruv, the city into two different Eruvin, let's say you want to make the west side one Eruv and the east side another Eruv, then what, what happens is, and this is a principle we have touched on before, if there's someone who has right to walk through that chotzer or through that mabui and he's not included in the Eruv, it invalidates the Eruv. Remember, we, we discussed that a little bit by every single unit in the house, in the complex, in the Chotzer, has to provide bread to make the Eruv. So, so too with Shitufe Mabui and the Chotzer. Anyone who has rights to walk through that Chotzer or through that Mabui and is not included in the Eruv, invalidates the Eruv. So if you had this town, which you've now split into two halves, 
someone from the east side of the town is allowed to walk through the west west of the town. No one can restrict him and say, sorry, you're from the other half of the town. You're not allowed to use this gate in and out of the city or something like that. And therefore, he's allowed to walk there and you and he's not included in the Eruv. He would invalidate the Eruv. And that's why you can't make the Eruv into half. Ela Oikula, you either have to make the whole city into one Eruv or Mabu Mabu Bifnei Atzmo or each Mabu its own independent Eruv. Hoiso Shel Rabim Vaharehi Shel Rabim if it was a rabbim and it is now rabbim, if it has only one entrance, either the main road doesn't run through the whole city, it runs from the one side of the city which is walled off to the other side of the city where there's a gate, you can make an Eruv around the whole city. Very interesting. If it, we're saying that if it only has half, uh, if it only has an entrance, if this street doesn't run from one it does run from one side of the town to the other but you can't get in and out on both sides it's not open on both ends it's not a proper Rishus Harabim now the Gemara who's the Tana who holds you can make an Eruv around the Rishus Harabim I, we said if you have a public street how do you make it again open on both ends how do you fix it that you can carry you put a Lechi on either side or you put a cross beam on either side who holds that? So, Omer Avuna, Brave Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehuda, he, it's Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanya, as we learned in the Bray, say, yes, Sir Alkain, Omer Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, took this even a step further, and he said, Mishesh lo shnei batim, b'shnei tzidei rushus harabim, if someone had two houses on opposite, across the road from each other, across the rushus harabim from each other, oise lechim ikan velechim ikan, okorim ikan vekorim ikan, he can put a lechi on either side or a koir on either side and he can carry from his one house across the street to his other house. The Chachomim said that's not sufficient to make it a, an Eruv of Rishus Harabim. What they're arguing in is Rabbi Yehuda holds, strictly speaking, an area that has two walls, even parallel walls, is, is not a Rishus Harabim Doraisa. Therefore, you can just fix it by putting a Lechi at either opening and you can carry between. The Chachomim hold no, it has to be enclosed on three sides to be considered a Rishus to be considered not a Rishus Harabim Doraisa. And therefore, this that is opened on two sides would be a Rishus Harabim Doraisa, which you can't fix by just putting a Lechi. Our Mishnah, which said if you have this main road running through the town, how do you make an Eruv? You put a Lechi or a Korah on either side. That must be Rabbi Yudah. Just the interesting Aloha, once we're on Sukkot, I'll tell you something about Sukkah. Sukkah, we know there's a special Aloha by Sukkah. It's supposed to be enclosed, but Aloha Mojimisina tells us you can have two walls and a small wall. Now, I don't want to go into the complexities of that small wall. Um, it's how to make that small wall. wall that's when we learn the Sechesukah, we'll discuss it. But two walls and a small wall. Now for Shabbos, according to Chachomim, if let's say you had a sukkah in the middle of a Rishus Arabim, uh, let's say you had an a area in the Rishus Arabim that was fenced off with two walls and just a small wall on the third side, would you be allowed to carry in it? No. Because you, it needs to be enclosed with three walls, not two and a bit, three walls. However, on Shabbos Sukkot, since it's a kosher sukkah, it counts as being enclosed for sukkahs. We say, oh, it's closed for sukkahs. 
It's as if it's, it's also closed for Shabbos. I once, you're saying it's a valid enclosed area for your laws of sukkah. You also apply that to Shabbos. And there's certain halachas where we say it the other way around as well. But that's just an interesting thing, touching on this uh, din, um, re- relevant to our time. We discuss, we're, we're learning um, um, that uh, a sukkah, that this, that the Chachamim hold, it has to be three proper walls, three proper mechitzas, partitions um, around this. There is a time on Shabbos in Sukkot where you can get a, away with less. Okay. Omamar. Then we mentioned in the price of you're not allowed to make the, the city into two halves. Now, why did we say that? We said because the whole city was initially viewed as one chotzer. And now, if you make the Eruv in half, you're going to have the people from the east side who walk through the west door of the town, the west town gate, and you have the people on the west side who walk through the east town gate. And therefore, you have people who have rights to walk there who are not included in the Eruv, which invalidates the Eruv. Now, one further point, their towns were usually designed almost with one main road, one Rishus Arabin running through them, and lots of little alleys, my boys, off that. So, this is only along the length that you're not allowed to split it in half. But width, but across the width, you can. How the, what he's saying is, I mean, not exactly how I've been explaining it up to here. But, again, as we said, everyone who has rights to walk through a chotzer or a maboy has to be involved in the Eruv. Now, if you have... Um, sorry, wrong point. Um, yeah, if you split the town into two along the length, I that this main road is the dividing line between the two aerobes, well, then you have the same main road that is the entrance for the two different aerobes. Um, and they both using this Rishus Harabim, and it's like, uh, and and therefore it's really more like one big courtyard that you've split in half, which is not you can't just make an Eruv by splitting a courtyard, saying this half is my half and that half is your half. You need to set something up, so that's why you can't make it lengthwise. But widthwise, well then what you're doing is basically what happens is the people on the west are relinquishing their rights to the east, and the people on the east are relinquishing their rights to the west because they do have their own door and therefore you could make that in that case you could split it command this seems who's this like the local rabbi akiva doesn't seem to be in line with rabbi akiva didn't rabbi akiva say i'll just say what rabbi akiva says outside and then we'll go into it um then we'll see how we read it in the gemara if you have two courtyards one opens into the other courtyard, and that courtyard, the second courtyard, opens, the outer courtyard opens into the Mabui. So the people of the inner courtyard have to be able to walk through the outer courtyard to get to the Mabui. So Rabbi Akiva said in that case, um, you are not allowed to carry in the outer courtyard unless you've included the people in the inner courtyard in the Eruv. Why not? Because they have rights to carry in the outer, to go through, to walk through the outer courtyard. They have rights to go from their courtyard to the Mabu. They have rights in the outer courtyard. And therefore you can't make the Eruv around them. 
And we want to say, so so too in our case, the one side of the city, granted the people on the west side in the west Eruv can use the west door, they do have rights to walk through and use the east door. So the people on the east side should not be able to make an Eruv without the people on the west side, and vice versa. Whereas the Tanakama of that Mishnah say that they can exclude themselves from the outer Eruv. But let's see, so our Brysa does not seem to be in line with Rabbi Akiva. The Ik Rabbi Akiva ha omer regla muteres bimkoima oisra, shaloi bimkoima. Someone who's allowed to walk, and even if he's done an Eruv, so he's allowed to carry where he's allowed to walk, he can forbid the next place, he can forbid the outer courtyard. Maybe Rabbi Akiva only said that case we have two courtyards, one within the other. Where the inner courtyard has no doorway besides going through the outer courtyard. But in the, two, in the case of the city that you split into, these ones can go out the one door, the west people can go out the west door, and the east people can go out the eastern gate. So, therefore, maybe Rabbi Kiva would agree in this case that you could split the city in two. Ikad to Omri, some had a slightly different version. Omri, Papa, lo teima lo archa, hu te lo ma'avrim, aval le rochbo ma'avrim, ela afilu le rochbo, nami lo ma'avrim. Rabbi, Rav Papa said, don't say that it's only along the length that you're not allowed to make the Eruv. Even along the width of the city, you're not allowed to make the Eruv. I, unlike the first version of Papa said, you're not allowed to make it along the length, but you are allowed to make it along the width. This version is saying you're not allowed to make it either way. It says, Command, Rabbi Akiva. This seems to be in line with Rabbi Akiva. Because remember, Rabbi Akiva is the one who says that you can't, if someone's allowed to walk there, unless you include him in the Eruv, it's invalid. So if the person from the west side is not. You'd, the person on the east side would have to be included in the Eruv on the west, according to Rabbi Akiva, which seems to fit in with what Rav Papa is saying. And not Rabboni says, No, I feel the time Rabboni, I can't come here, Rabboni, Hassan, Elabishtai, Hatsar, Zulib, Nimizu, the Primius, Achodel, Dashu, Mishdamsho. The reason maybe the Rabboni only said by two courtyards that they can limit themselves because the inner ones can force them. Because they can force them to close their door and only use that courtyard. I somehow the outer ones they can restrict themselves. The, the inner ones can restrict themselves to the inner courtyard. They just don't walk out. But here, but you can't remove the rishus harabim in the town. So maybe there the rabbis would agree you can't split it. Okay, but in short. The main point, I think, for us to remember from this piece is that, remember, if you had one town that was almost one unit, we kind of view it as one chotzer. Or, and therefore, as long as someone is restricted in there, as long as someone who has full right to walk through that part is not allowed to, you've, um, it's, sorry, as long as someone who has full right to walk through that part is excluded from the Eruv, it's invalid. Okay, and then there were a few technicalities, but that was the main point. Okay, so then the next point in the price was Omar, we said in the price, so Oikula Oi Mabu Mabu Bifna Atma. We said if you have this Irshel Yochid that was made into an Irshel Rabim, you either have to make the whole town, you're not allowed to make the town two separate Eruvs, you either have to make the whole town an Eruv, 
or divide or each maboy its own independent Eruv. So he says, Ma Schneider Lachatso in the Lloyd Asriya Daddy, Maboy, Mamboy, Nami Asriya Daddy. He says, I don't understand this. You said that you can't split the city into two different Eruvs because then the people from the west side are not included in the east side and they're allowed to walk there. So it invalidates the east side. And so too vice versa. Well, then we should say the same thing. When each little Mabui makes their own Eruv, it's one town that they're splitting up the Eruv in, um, that they're splitting up between Eruv. You have the same problem that the people from the rest of the town will for- make that Eruv forbidden, or will make that Eruv invalid. So the Gemara answers now, Here it's where they make small entrances. I, when they make small entrances, they what they're doing is they're excluding themselves from the rest of the town. It's not clear. Are they making the small entrances by their opening into the into the main street, and therefore they're saying, "Look, this is our area; no one else can come." Or if they made small entrances on the other side of the alley to get out of the town. Well, and then what they're saying is we're not going to use your part of the town, and therefore you can make each maboy its own um, its own section. If you have one of the maboy who make a small entrance for his own as his own gate, he doesn't forbid. The mabui on the rest of the people. The easiest way to learn this is again, you have remember how does a mabui work? Remember the classic thing, the classic description we always use is you have a chotzer, a courtyard which has multiple houses opening into that chotzer, and a few chotzeros open into a mabui into a into a street. Now again, as soon as any one of those chotzeros are not included in the Eruv of the Mabui, it invalidates the whole Mabui, because they're allowed, that's what we've just been discussing quite a lot on this page, that they're allowed to walk through the Mabui, and therefore, if they're not included in the Eruv, they invalidate the Eruv, because the, it has to be a mixing of all the Rishuyas, it has to be made almost into one large Rishus, as opposed to mostly one Rishus, so he would invalidate it. However, if he makes a doorway a small doorway for him to get out through another way, well then he's excluded himself from the, from the Mabui, and basically he said, look, I'm not part of your Mabui, I'm part of the next Mabui, or I'm going to walk straight out the city, whatever it is, and therefore they can have an Eruv without him. So, so to here, with this one large city that they were supposed to make into one Eruv, each Mabui is allowed to make a small doorway for themselves to get out, and then they can say, look, we're not part of your city, and therefore they can do it individually. Then he says, "Hoy social rabim vaharei he." Yeah, if it was a public city, a city a contrast which held more than six hundred thousand people, and it was, and it's still a city which holds more than six hundred thousand people, but the main road doesn't it doesn't have an opening on either end of the main road. The one side of the main road meets the wall of the town, the other side opens up, then it's not a proper Rishus Arabim and you can make an Eruv around all of it. So that's what he's going into now. Rebbe Zeyra, Orvo, Lamasa, Debei, Rebbe, Chia. Eloi, Shavok, Lo, Shur. 
When Rabbi Zay, yeah. So in that case, you can make an Eruv around the whole city. In the standard case, before we go further, in the standard case of a one Irshel Rabbim, again, and it has a proper main road, are you allowed to make an Eruv around the whole city? Just remember that we said, no, you have to leave a little bit of the city out of it. Either 50 residents, or according to Rabbi Shimon, three Chatzeros, three courtyards. I think it was three Chatzeros. Um, so, so again, this city that has this main road that's blocked off at one end, you can make an Eruv around the whole city, even though it's an Irshel Rabbim. Generally, an Irshel Rabbim, you have to leave out a little bit. So Rabbi Zeira, Orvolamasa de Bay. Rebbe Chia, Rebbe Zaira made an Eruv around the city of Rebbe Chia. The Lo Shavak Leishur, he didn't leave any out of it. He made it around the whole city. He didn't leave out 50 residents or three courtyards. Omele Abaya, my time over in Marhachi, what's the reason you did this? How could you not leave out? So Omele, Sabi Diday, Omele Chia Barasim Arev Kula. He says, well, the elders of this town told me that Rebbe Chia Barasi made an Eruv around the whole time. V'amina, and I said to myself, Shmamina, Irshel Yochid, Vanasishel Rabimi, it must have been a private city in Irshel Yochid that was increased into Irshel Rabim. And I know there that in that case you don't have to leave out. So Omrelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
So it would be a town which is considered open on both ends, a main road open on both ends. So don't listen to him. What Rav Ada said in the name of Rav, Sulam Torah's Pesach Olov, Torah's Mechitza Olov. The Sulam has both the status of an opening and the status of a partition. It's, considered, it's not considered an opening. What do we mean by that? Obviously, what, what's the general status by Ruvin when you've got two options? You go more lenient. So he says, Torah's Mechitza Olov. When does it have the status of a Mechitza? Because like this case, you have a town which is has a main road, and on the one side of the main road, obviously there's a normal gate on the, uh, the opening to the city, and on the other side there's this ladder. You can view it as mechitza, it's closed off, and you can make an Eruv around the whole town. You can go lenient and say it's blocked off. Torah's Pesacholov, when would you count it as an opening? When would you count the ladder as an opening? So he says, If you have a ladder between two courtyards. Now what's this for? Again, remember, if you have two courtyards owned by different people, you're not allowed to carry from one to the other. However, if there's an opening between them, you can make, a, you can make an Eruv together. And join them together, and then you can carry from one Chotzer to the next. Added on to that, and, and a third factor to keep in mind, is remember, if they... Yeah, so let's see. So he says, um, Eruv, so if you have a ladder between two courtyards, Rotsu Echad Ma'arev, if they want, they can make one Eruv together, Rotsu Shnai Ma'arevim, or they can, so they can treat it as a doorway between the two, this ladder, or they can treat it as closed, and they don't have to make it an Eruv. So, very interesting question. Do we view an, a ladder as an opening? Because you can get over the wall, this, this, you can get, you're walking along the main road. It doesn't end because you can just go up and down the ladder. It says, no, you can view it as closed off. You can also go lenient and view the ladder as an opening. For example, in a case where you want to be able to pass items between you and your neighbor, so you view the ladder on the wall as an opening. And we'll continue with this discussion tomorrow. Have a very good day.